This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because uh, Rod and Karen are hot. They say, oh, he's late and he's late tonight. Yo, y'all lucky I even make this Blood Ross podcast every night. I leave my soul on this mic and I don't do it because they let me. I do it because I stand here in the name of God and I know it. God is the one who allows me to do it, who surrounded me with family and community when there was no support, when the podcast sold so many records and no one showed up and said, hey, would you like to make another one? I ran around the world and played the same podcast over and over and over and over and over and over again because we're the survivors. We're not just the survivors. We're the thrivers. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Test Podcast. I'm your host, Rod. Joined as always by my co-host Karen. They lucky we even here. It's Thanksgiving week. It is okay. Y'all get to take two days off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah, we we're, it was funny. I um before we did before we were doing the show, I uh, posted on social media like uh, I I was like, man, everybody has Thursday and Friday off. Do y'all even really need us to make a podcast? For the rest of the week, it's not like y'all got to work or nothing. Like, and uh, you know, I think people felt they read it like like I was Lauren Hill looking for an excuse not to do a show. And I was like, that's not what I'm asking. I feel perfectly fine. I have energy. We can do a show. I, I don't mind. Uh, but it was more like a, do y'all need time? You know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah. it's. Cause I know for me, I remember when I listened to podcasts at when I had a jobby job, you know, if I had the day off, that was like, cool. I'm nothing to listen to today. I'm good. But, uh, then people was hitting me up, you know, like, cause first everybody was like, take your time, baby. If you need to rest, I was like, I, I don't need to rest. That's not it. Um, but people was like, uh, travel. Yeah. Uh, it was like, I got to go, I got to get up on Friday. Somebody was like, man, I only listen if I get the day off. I was like, shit, that's, that's even worse. You must be binging on shit during the weekend. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, so we doing the show. It's not a problem. It's no big deal. I'm glad we're, to be here. Uh, just thought it would be funny to start with that Lauren Hill thing. Don't forget Black Friday sale. Uh, you can go to the blackgowtips.com slash black slash black friday mm-hmm. the black guy who com slash black friday the post on how to sign up is right there uh also of course holiday card addresses email us the black at gmail.com and give us your mailing address if you want a card and y'all been letting us know yeah we already probably got uh over like somewhere around like 25 to 30 addresses and once I, once again once we get to 100 that's probably it unless we like get to 
some other like 200 or something where it makes sense to order another batch so right. once we get to 100 we're probably out um and yeah so those are your show you know black friday sales stopping on uh december the 5th so you know just letting you guys know and mm-hmm. uh if you have any questions email me the blackout test at gmail.com we put out a uh post uh, a podcast you know episode i guess that's just about the black friday sale but if you need don't forget if you already scheduled last year if you already signed up it will auto renew -renew. so it'll be coming out sometime soon um if it's something you don't want to auto renew make sure you go in there and cancel it or whatever Mm -hmm. and just as a heads up at the end of the year it's something i've been needing to do for a long time but when game theory popped up i really didn't have the time but at the end of the year, I do plan to audit our like website with all the memberships and stuff and and update the way that we do the RSS fees and stuff. Because right now it's just like if you have the link, you pretty much can listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at some point I have to fix it so that it's like if you have a valid membership, you can listen. If you right. just if you you know, if you're just hanging on to that old thing, then it's just don't have to, you know, be uh, I had to you know, like in that part of it because it's not working the way it's supposed to so you're being warned don't forget the official weapon of the show is the taser nope the official weapon of the show is what about the official weapon of the show is <laughs> the folded shell the unofficial sport <laughs> is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme you these damn questions <laughs> i'm sorry i didn't know that i didn't know it was a trickster question that time i thought it was the same question as always <laughs> it is my brain just computed it differently. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had like planned to do like the banter segment and stuff, but um, I, I, this whole episode might be one of those weird episodes that doesn't really have segments, but kind of touches on pop culture and stuff. Um, because I just had some things I was thinking about. Okay. And one of the things I've been thinking about a lot is the box office. Um, cause you know, I've talked about the way that people consume film now. They've given in to the capitalist structure and point of, of watching film. Like it's yes. people, people that are supposed to be fans of movies. Just, did you like a movie? Did you not like a movie? Have completely given in to like the business side and it's how, what's the budget? How much does, do the actors make? What was the opening box office? What is the worldwide box office? What is it expected to do? And I blame a lot of that on film media because the way they cover films, it's like, did it make money is the most successful thing. And then they resent corporate infrastructures that design films to make money. Right. Like, well, you're the one who said that money mattered. Deciding that a movie is good if it makes the most money. Right. It's mm-hmm. the Black Panther made this much money. Therefore, it must be a good movie right it's and i'm not saying black panther is obviously one of my favorite movies all the time but the point being yes, that, that's not always a true it, statement yeah, yeah. I, I and i and maybe it was this way in that people always reported box office i agree with that but fans didn't like argue this no they like did that's not. a social media internet thing that is yes, a that, that's recent that's more recent yes right like it's like message board culture the Mm -hmm. this this director's film ain't this much money and this one grossed that much you know that kind of thing and so um one of the things that kind of brought it to a head because if you listen to our podcast sport movie reviews 
when we review movies, we never talk box office, Mm-mm. period. And it's not even like a purposeful, like, we decided not to do it. It's We grew up not caring about that. No, I either liked the movie or I didn't. It was the end. Yeah, and to be honest, we don't, even though we're critics and we give out awards, we really mm-hmm. don't do award talk in our movie reviews. Um, if we like a movie... And we've seen the movies that are up for an award. You know, we have a nomination process mm-hmm. where we have to do with the North Carolina uh, Film Critics Association. And we do it there. And and I'm not saying anything's wrong with the people who do that. But often what you when I listen to people that talk about that, all I'm listening to is their confirmation bias. It's not actually this film should win because it's good. They give in to racism, misogyny, and everything and go, no, what I'm trying to predict is this film shouldn't win. It won't win because it's black. To to me, you're giving in to it. You're just saying, like, it's okay for the Oscars to be racist because I'm accepting that the film that should win should be a white man's film. And then they always talk themselves into, it should be like a white man. And if it is going to someone not a white man, they always make it seem beneficial that that person had all this shit in their life stacked against them and about to be the second or third woman, the second or third Mexican person, the second of or third black time, person. And right. they, they make it sound like it's a benefit. Like, well, no, it's not that Ava DuVernay's film was good. She's a black woman and they just, right. the social pressure they to give it to bad. a black. So, so essentially your film, as if you made the film and you're black, it can't be as good. And if it is as good, it can't win because it's as good. It can only win because of diversity. You, they sound like the Republican people that say woke culture and all this stuff it, they mm-hmm. sound like it even though they're liberal people trying to tell me trying to predict something they give into it so anyway the point being this marvels thing really brought it to a head for me because we've been noticing this for years mm-hmm. since the pandemic started and there's a lot of factors at play but the like anti-marvel bias that's kicking throughout like society right now this kills me you know they want to you know you, you want to topple the giant you want to see the big thing fall fail you know like you want to be there for that um but it it's actually um obfuscating the bigger picture which is that box office is down as a whole and i don't think it's ever Ever, coming back no the people up the pandemic was real and the pandemic happened, y'all. And the pandemic changed people's habits. It changed their shopping habits, their buying habits. It changed their habits with going into, going into work. It changed their uh, uh, traveling habits. It changed a lot of shit. During the pandemic, a lot of people invested a lot of money and they upgraded their homes. A lot of people during the pandemic, they bought big-ass TVs. They bought sound systems. They bought surround sounds. They've invested in all types of furniture. Uh, you know, they got kids. Hey, we yeah, but you know, you know, it's not just the creature comforts of home, though. I because I, I feel like the pandemic just accelerated everything. Yes, I don't think the pan like the pandemic didn't take away stuff as much as it just made people have to make decisions right away. And it's like, am I willing to go to a movie theater? Not not with coronavirus out there. But it also accelerated the other side of that because you can have a nice TV, you can have you can have the the same uh, reclining seats they have at the movie theater. You can have a popcorn machine. 
if this was 2019, you're probably still going to the movies. Yes. The difference, another thing that happened in the pandemic that was accelerated, streaming services. Yeah. And the cycle of movie to theater, movie to, to your house. It got so much is, shorter because, yeah, I, I, me and you of, of the age, when the movie came out, sometimes it took a year, year and a half, two years before that shit I came remember, to home theater. I remember working in media play, at media play during Christmas. And people would come looking for movies that had been out over a year ago. And a lot of times kids movies. And they'd be like, hey, do y'all have this Disney movie? And I'd have to be like, one, we don't have it anymore. Um, sometimes we they wouldn't release the movie on DVD, Blu-ray for a while. Right. But also sometimes they'd have a limited amount. Like they, you can buy it if you would have bought it six months ago. If if not, it's out of stock, and I don't until know when decide, the hell they're gonna right, stock it back up. Until we decide to re-release it again. So streaming and the creature comfort thing definitely changed the game, but sped it up. You yeah, know, made sped it, it up. You know, TV's been getting cheaper for years people really did a lot of people were like oh, i could watch it on my tablet but hey uh, oled tvs 700 dollars, and i'm watching everything on it might as well you know um with the marvel specifically um and i was talking with someone on twitter about this uh shot the chizzy i think she's a listener i don't know if she'll hear this or not but twitter is such a bad medium to exchange thoughts because it mm-hmm. felt more like it was turning into like a I need to win this, then uh, I need to understand this. And I think, and, and a, a few people had the same hang up with what I was trying to do because they didn't, they were misunderstanding my point, I believe, and trying to make a completely different point that I'm not making. So I had these two screenshots of talking about the tone. So, uh, and we can talk about this with several movies, but let's let's start with this month, basically. Killers of the Flower Moon, $200 million budget, did not make as much as the Marvel's opening weekend. Many people were being like, uh, you know, uh, that movie was supposed to be like Scorsese versus Marvel. This is going to, you know, people picking up sides and, you know, and then the movie didn't, it's not going to make its budget back. And when people talk about it, they go, well, Apple can afford a loss. Like I've seen professional movie critics that paying every big budget you know, comic book film to go that uh, is this the end of Marvel? It's like, well, they made a bunch of billions of dollars, so probably not one one or two films is not going to stop that. But but they they're lusting for that. They want that moment, and so the tone of the Killers of the Flower Moon it was not a wow, what a terrible flop. There were some debates about the morality of it and the character and some writing, but it wasn't a what a financial failure. Apple really fucked up this week. No, I did I did not see any articles yeah. about that movie. I did not. So then The Marvels comes out, a movie that we knew couldn't be promoted cuz right. you had SAG and and the and the, and the writer strike. Right. Um, you know, literally no late night shows to go on. Mm-mm. Um <laughs> for the actors uh and then once the late night shows came back, no no actors allowed to go on them. Um, no social media posts. Nope. Uh, all the and, and the, the strike ended essentially like the uh, the night or a couple nights after the movie came out, and you saw people's excitement when like Tiana Paris is posting herself in her outfit. The amount of people sharing Amon Vellani like like interviews and shit is crazy. Like everybody's like, "Who is this girl's a star, man? She's so fun. She gets it, you know." Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, but imagine if she was allowed to get it 
a month ago. Right. And you saw that clip going, oh, her movie's coming out, as opposed to, oh, oh, I missed that movie uh, last week. Mm -hmm. Um, So you have that going against it. You have some other Marvel projects like Secret Invasion, which I think was critically panned, as well as people not watching it. Loki season two, viewership is down like 40%. so you have people's and of course just there's been a blitz of what i would call a media attack on marvel i i I mean some of the the rumors that turn out to not be true some of the salacious stuff some of the shit they be making up and particularly uh some of the things they were saying i seen coming i was like y'all do know there was a strike and nobody could talk to each other so how the fuck could any of this shit y'all talk about be true yeah and i'm not saying it all was lies but like that i remember it's like variety or hollywood reporter which both of those people put out in deadline it's like it felt like a coordinated thing and and there's rumors about uh a hostile takeover of disney so people think maybe someone's trying to take the image and perception and the stock of disney so some some company some entity some person can try to buy disney i don't know if that's even true but i will say uh even the least cynical mind wouldn't had to notice the deluge of marvel is terrible stuff that happened right before the marvels dropped mm-hmm. and right before episode six of loki and one, of, I remember the reason I remember this because one of the quotes was, "The like Marvel really fucked up with with Jonathan Majors. They, I don't know how they're gonna get out of this." And it's like, what? And they were like, someone who saw the last two episodes of Loki, they 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 said this is this is a uh, Marvel will never be able to fix it. And then I saw it, I was like, like, what are you talking about? That was it's an extremely easy fix. I won't spoil Loki for y'all, but it is an you can easily easy either recast or uh Just write that on. character out. It's mm-hmm. really not the the ending was right there. So right once but they said this before the general public has seen it, so everybody was like, Oh shit, oh shit, it's they it's fucking up over there, you know? Um and so like that the Marvel bias is important to put into this context because what I'm saying is Flower, Killer of the Flowers Moon, ultimately a quote-unquote bomb, in, in quotes, when it comes to just the financial, no one talked about it that way, really. Mm-mm. Not, not they many. They said they had the financial ability to take the hit. I remembered right. all those articles. Apple, Apple, you know, Apple making all that money. It's okay if they take a loss. Right. Then you have the Marvels, which comes out, and the way it's reported is Marvel's lowest opening weekend ever right and now and and that's facts it it is uh i believe their lowest opening weekend ever for a conflagration of things that we just brought up for why it would be that way right right? another thing that wasn't reported people are starting to say it now but also the biggest opening ever for a black woman director yeah they're glossing over that uh this is now near the casa's second uh, and so she's got two in the top three of black women films opening ever. Candyman, I think, was the first. Um, there were also people trying to do this subversive thing of like, she didn't attend this event and that event, and uh, she's already working on a different film, like trying to make it seem like she fucked up or she doesn't care, or Marvel fucked up and they made her not care. She had to do like an interview. She's like, that's not the an issue i'm working on another project but that's literally how it works in hollywood as a director things go into post-production you don't oversee every single aspect right. you're no longer needed in certain steps right? right uh other directors were coming out like 
having her back you know uh i think it was spielberg who came out and was like that's common and also people are using me like people know i don't like marvel for the most part so they're coming at me to like denigrate this film with these women and that's fucked up so don't do that right um then uh so so they have that the near the costa stuff and they refu- they don't cover it that way. They it's mostly just Marvel. We finally got them. You know, we won, <laughs> yay! Um, <laughs> and then I, and I made a note in my mind at that time, like Hunger Games comes out next week. Yes, it does. Hunger Games is a prequel. The latest one is a prequel to the original, like four or five movies, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I checked the box office. It was three million dollars lower than the marvels and it cost a hundred million dollars so it costs less to make than the marvels um but keep in mind box office headlines don't say the budget in the headline the tone of the headlines the tone of the headline so it didn't say a success because it's going to make its money back it's the headline for this which made less money than the marvel said it conquered the box office because it was number one probably right which the marvels was number one right but but they did not write it like that but it was written as if it It was was the failure of uh, 12 years of movie making culminated in this this terrible thing which to me i'm like uh and also if you just do the the actual numbers um the box office in general is coming in uh Less than it was, of course, three, four years ago. Yes, it is. I on think the average. I, there was a fan of ours who hit me up on Twitter who was like, it actually overperformed for percentage of box office. So right now, movies are making like 69% of what they were making before the pandemic. The Marvels made like 75%, you know, of that, whatever that week was. So anyway, the point being, the tone was different. Because and this this is three diff- three weeks back to back, Killers of the Flower Moon could have called it a bomb, did not. Marvels definitely called it a bomb, terrible. Uh, it won the box office, but it was not reported that way. This movie, uh, for Hunger Games, is the lowest opening for a Hunger Games movie. Right, but they're not gonna write that article. Could have written the same article. Technically, you could have. Especially since the headline does not say anything about the budget. This is the point that people were missing. They think I'm trying to say they should have called it a failure. They didn't call the Marvel movie a failure. Mm -mm. They didn't even say anything about the budget in the headline for Marvel. Nope. They just were like lowest opening ever, period. They didn't say, you could say that about Hunger Games even if it made its money back. But here's the bigger point than all of that shit. Every movie I'm listing is not performing what it would have done three, four years ago. Oh, no. And if as a bigger trend, if you look at this year overall, all the movies underperformed that were supposed to be major, except for Barbie and Oppenheimer, yep, the only both two. of which had amazing social media campaigns. Yes. Social media campaigns basically not attributed to the film. And I don't mean that in that the people that worked on that film are not hardworking. I mean, 
it was a lot of organic people like saying natural. Barbenheimer, let's combine the movies. That was not an idea the studio came up with. Mm-mm. It's an idea that people thought would be funny on social media. And then the studio was able to capitalize on everyone's hard work promoting the film mm-hmm. for them. And they actually started showing them back to back and comboing them and shit. Yes. Like. And, and buy, merch, everything. Because mm-hmm. um, it's, uh, it's from the same company. Right. But other than those two films... Movies have not been banging at the box office like that. So now people try to turn it into a profit argument. So cause they don't because then no one's having the box office discussion in earnest in a way I feel is in the way that I'm having it right now. Most people are having a did it make money or not discussion, which is a completely different discussion. But let's talk about making money. You know what's making money the most this year? Horror. You know why? Cheap to make. Yeah. Cheap to make, like yeah, it's those, not those horror, but them horror movies that been coming out, y'all. They've been like sometimes doubling and tripling what the original cost of the budget was. But if you look at the box office for those movies, they're not billion dollar movies. No, no one's going to the movies like they were. And even with those horror movies, they're coming whether they get good reviews or bad. They're coming to streaming services. A month to two months later. Yeah, sometimes 90 days, 60 days Five Nights later. at Freddy's came out the same day in movies and and on the on, 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 on people streaming. Yeah, a lot of them started doing that too. So for a lot of people, they go, why am I going to the movies if I can do it? And for a lot of people, the, because they come out so quick, for a lot of people, if they don't catch in like that first or second opening weekend, they'll just wait for it to come on streaming. Like, and it's, like I said, it's not that no one can have people are having you're able to make money it's just you're kind of catching lightning in a bottle now as opposed to just like there's a formula and the formula was norm it used to be people were just going to the movies and i don't think i don't feel like what i'm saying is that deep i just don't think people have caught up to that part of this discussion because to me there's nothing to discuss if we're not going to talk about how the box office is down period yeah year over year yes like like even if you have a a billion dollar movie right now that movie makes way more than that five four years ago yes because just more people were going all my friends who go to the movies are like it's either way less crowded than it used to be yeah um me and karen have noted on our sport movie review podcast they took away movies times like we used to we used to have a routine of every Thursday we go to a movie around four thirty five o'clock, um, because that's when the new movies would drop. Over the last like two years, it used to be seven. Like no yeah. no matter what, you had to wait till seven, <laughs> seven at the earliest, which was stupid. But the pandemic sped things up. Boom! Hey, you can go see a movie at four four thirty now. I say, oh, that's awesome. Those times in our local theater, and I've had other people tell me about theirs too, a lot of those times are going away. Right. And so what they're making you do now is either you go to a movie at three, which is matinee time, you get the matinee deal, or you go to a movie at six or seven where they can charge you that full price. They don't want you at those in-between showings where like 4.30 was a late matinee. So like Mm -hmm. you could still basically, you know, get off work a few minutes early head up to the theater you're saving money and you're getting to see the movie but the more we we go to movies and stuff less crowded that that time was less crowded opening day is it's the the box offices aren't the same things that are a success now are not the the successes that they used to be the 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 the, the summer of back to back to back to back billion dollar movies 
we haven't had one of those in a minute. And also, not only and and let me know if this is a true statement. I but I I think I'm saying this right. Not only for movies, but when you look at the music industry, mm-hmm. you know how they used to have like gold and platinum and all that stuff. Even what qualifies for those numbers over the years have changed. Well, music is so different to me. I, I wouldn't even put it in this discussion. Okay, okay, okay. Because one, you don't have to leave your house for music. That's true. Um, and I know like attendance to concerts is all over the place. Yeah, um, depending on but the artist. yeah, there's too many variables with music. No problem. Music streams. Mm-hmm. You don't, you know, they've changed what stream numbers count as what. So it's just, to me, I I'm, I wouldn't even, I don't even want to get into that just because it's such a different bag to me. Oh, yes, like apples and oranges. I but, wanted to be sure. That's why I asked. But the box office has actually, we have, you buy a ticket or you don't. Agreed. And Agreed. we, and, you know, even like, even something like Barbie, which made $1.42 billion. I feel like a few years ago, that's bigger. Yeah, it was closer to two. Because there's a lot of people that just don't go to... They're like, I'm not going to a movie. I don't care. Yeah, period. They're like, I'm not going. I'm waiting for it on streaming or, or get it however I'm going to get it. You have a lot of people that movies are just an inconvenience for them. And for a lot of people, they're paying a lot of money for these streaming services, which they were before. But they were still willing to go to the movies. Well, they weren't before. Streaming costs more now, and there's more of them. So... I'm, right. I'm, it's adding to your point. I'm not taking away. Okay, they're they're actually paying more to stream. We're paying more to stream shit now than we were three, four years ago. Yes, and it costs more to go to the movies now than it did three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. Someone brought up this point on like Twitter, and it's such a valid point. If you go to the movies, that's the for that month, just one trip to the movies for a lot of people. When you get your popcorn or whatever the hell. You pay for three or four or five streaming services that day, like that yeah, one ticket. Have. Yeah, because with cause the with the whatever on it. Yeah, because depend on where you are in the country, the tickets are like twenty five, thirty dollars, depending on where you are. Particularly if that like nine matinee, and then don't fuck around to get like a family of of three and four. Or y'all going? You fuck around and spend seventy five over a hundred dollars sometimes just on the one night. So what I'm saying is. I feel like that was the discussion to be had, but everyone was just waiting on this Marvel movie, the Marvel's movies, to not make that much money. And then they want to have just a Marvel discussion. Right. And and I mean, I don't blame them. Everything has led them to this moment. Like, every article for the last three or four months, been, and this is the other thing, it wasn't an unexpected low box office. This was people for months saying, hey, they've moved this film three, four times. There's already a hate campaign with the fact that it's starring a woman directed by a black woman, uh, starring three women directed by a black woman. Mm-hmm. Already, you, you've been, people have been hating the fact that Brie Larson got the job and made up like just from, from fucked the, up rumors about her that weren't true yeah, no one's ever confirmed right she don't get along with her co-workers all yeah. types of bullshit you go to youtube and there's some fucking youtube guy making the youtube face with a like they made a lot of money off of people clicking on those videos mm-hmm. so there's already like a hate campaign that's been happening for a minute and here's the thing even some of the biggest like haters like the the marvels ruining everything haters the one and and those people often are the ones who still go see everything, right? They can't right. help themselves. Everyone, I was watching. I I was clocking it to see like what are they gonna say about the movie? They like the movie. They like the Marvel. So we not talking about 
us saying a movie was bad, we're talking about the box office. Right. Which is something that we've been gearing up to talk about for years. And I think people, instead of having a reckoning on like, what does this mean for entertainment? Right. Because that's Cause the logic. It's not question. Marvel. It's not Disney. Mm-hmm. It's all, all movies should be thinking to themselves, what are we going to do with budgets versus expectations? Right. Every studio should be thinking about this. Because while you're talking about Marvel, Fast 10 also didn't make the money it, w- it would have made years ago. Nope. You know, like that, that, uh, that, that kind of stuff just, it, it's like everyone looked at it like a one-off. But that, that, that Fast X movie, it didn't make a billion. All the other movies before this was uh, was making like uh, it, it's it's the lowest one of the recent ones of the recent ones. Yes, you know, and I'm not saying these are good movies, but they used to be tentpole things that everyone knew were bad, and you just go see it even though it's bad. So you could be like, we all saw it all, family, ha ha. Yes. We make the same jokes. People like oh, I can make that joke at home and wait till that shit comes out on whatever streaming service, mm-hmm. Paramount Plus or some shit. <laughs> right, because like you say, if. If I'm paying fifty dollars a month in streaming service, it's gonna be hard to convince some people to turn around and spend fifty dollars to go to the movie every other weekend or every time something drops. Right. Um, so it's it's you know, um Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part One, five hundred sixty seven million. Yeah, I didn't make a big Dog, deal. that's not good for Mission Impossible. That's 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 bad, and that's Tom fucking Cruise, Mister mm-hmm. Keep the Box Office open. Like a couple years ago, he dropped Top Gun, and, and that shit was made more money than this. Yes, it did. And once it, we didn't get the lowest, you know, uh, what the, the lowest box office for Mission, we didn't get that shit because no one has an agenda against big Mission Impossible the way they do against, against Big Tom Cruise. Yeah, no one's trying to take him down even though, you know, they may have some reasons to take him down. But no one seems to be trying to take him down in that way. And so it's just, once again, man, I just, you know, here at the Blackout Tips, we like to go one step further than a little deeper under the service level than most people that cover the same shit we cover. And I've been, it's been interesting to see how little people can even grasp what I'm saying. Because I'm not talking about successes with budgets or successes on making your money back over the course of a. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about tone. I create media. I write professionally. I know about tone. You can make something sound as good or bad as you want it to sound. Yes, you can. For the most part, you know. And just ask any, you know, follow any any uh, movie critic. Generally, movie critics skew towards liking independent films, small budget films, because most movie critics want to be directors in their own right. They want to make movies themselves. And what kind of movies would they make? They're not going to be able to make a Marvel movie, but maybe they can make a a short short term 12. You know, maybe they can make something, um, a horror movie, something that doesn't need that much money, you know. And I think so they skew towards always advocating for those films especially once critics bought into the it's all about box office and we need to talk about money mm-hmm. before we talk about anything else right and so once they bought into it of course they want to advocate for the little guy so they're anti-big budget films anti-summer movies the thing that keeps the fucking movie theater open, open by the way right because it wasn't for them you wouldn't be able to make your your shit but they they're anti that but they're pro the other shit right and so they really want to like they the tone of those reviews for those movies are often 
very almost gratuitously gratuitously yeah gratuitously positive like it's very like even if the movie is bad a lot of times people will come out and just say it's the best thing ever. yeah i know you won't see this because they know most people won't but you need to see this it's like we're pulling for our faves quote unquote Mm -hmm. and we know that marvel and fast and mission impossible it's all those are institutions they're not going anywhere if they have a flop they'll be okay if i tell you it's shitty you're still gonna see it so there's just less invested in that but i really think people need to consider the future of movies in general because what people are doing is turning into a big versus small right but it's not really big versus small when it comes to the micro decisions that people make with their wallets you don't leave the house because a critic told you to leave the house. No. People leave the house because they want to be entertained. Mm-hmm. What am I going to be entertained by? And the studios, now that they've basically like thrown everything into streaming unsuccessfully, mm-hmm. right? Right. And this is something that we talked about before. And I've kind of always said this. I remember when it used to be Netflix, when Netflix was like the only game in town. I was like, great. When they started branching off, I think it started with like Paramount or somebody. I was like, I don't know what the fuck is a Paramount. Like when I hit play, I just hit play. Why not? It's like now you're forcing me to do homework to figure out what was the studio linked to it. And you know, y'all know how sometimes these studios be like this with this with this. Sometimes they group up and make shit. I was like, this is going to be a hot fucking mess. Fans don't know movies by studio no critics know that nerd super nerds of movies know that your average film goer does not know this is a sony film so let me buy the sony streaming right so i can watch the sony this like most people don't um not to mention with streaming things constantly in flux being bought being sold uh being taken off off. right so so it's not the same for folks but once again i just want people to take a breath Forget about the marvel of it all. Forget about Nia DaCosta being a black woman. Forget about the anti-woman bullshit of it all. Think about the box office, the movie theater experience, the home experience, and it. I don't think it's coming back. Not like and it I, used to I, be. I might be wrong. I might be wrong. But I truly think this pandemic has rushed some things, forced some things, change some things and some of those things people keep waiting to like balance out and be like it'll be like the old days and it's like i don't think it's gonna be like the old days for certain shit and i think movies is one of them and either studios will have to start and also like studios were the glut of the movies was getting ridiculous like one of the things i liked about the marvels is that it addressed one of my the biggest concerns i have about the marvel films which is they were getting too long. Yes, everything does not yeah. need to be three hours. It used to be a time when like certain spinoff guys, like an Ant-Man film would come in at hour and not. 40 minutes, and that was fine because it was like, he's Ant-Man, no one's looking for two and a half hours out of that story. Mm-mm. But, you know, it started getting big. It started, everything was big, everything was long, everything was connected. And the Marvels was the first one that, treated you like hey either you saw that other shit or you didn't right and we gonna get you out of here in an hour 40 minutes uh let's go and i i enjoyed that about it but um i i think you're gonna have to start looking at the budgets to these things and studios are gonna have to 
and then adjusting also the expectations of what they're gonna call success because I just don't. Oh, I, I I don't think that we're at a every movie's making uh seven hundred to a billion dollars anymore. I think you need to start looking at and and keep in mind. Some of these other films in the Marvel universe didn't make that much money. Mm-mm. We just don't talk about it back then, but anymore because we weren't people weren't hating it back then. Right. So it's like if an Ant Man didn't make as much as like a uh, uh, Captain America Civil uh, Civil War, no one like knocked Ant Man for that. We were like that movie shouldn't have made that much. Mm-mm. But at some point, it just became like if every if this movie ain't making this fuck you know it's because we're people want are desirous to see that yeah and also something you brought up too it's like very because now everything opened back up so you have a lot a lot of people they're taking their money that they would have spent on the movie theaters and they're putting it other places now that makes a difference. And like you said, they invested in the streaming services. That make a difference. They're going, you know, out to eat, spending time with family and friends, going vacationing. Like, uh, like the money that yeah, people may have budgeted for that is going to other places. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that is a, a huge, you know, like, like you say, a, a determining factor, a determining drive into whether people go to the movies or not. And also the must-sees aren't must-sees anymore because like you mm-hmm. said there are movies that would have came out years ago that literally would have been a must-see it's like i don't know what it has to be to be a must-see now that expectation the must-see everybody's gonna be talking about it has changed and i me this is me my my hypothesis i think with less people going into the office, that makes a big difference too. Because a lot of these moves would be water cooler talk. A lot of you would go and you would talk to your coworkers. You would talk to, you know, the people in the office and all that stuff. But when you have people, I can't do that no more. The only communication you might have is in teams. They go, well, then, well, you know. A, another thing for the movies, though, is um, the, the, for it to be a communal experience, it needs to be an online promotion now. That's yes, new. Yes, yeah, that because is one factor. of the other things with streaming is that people aren't watching commercials. You know how many people I saw that said they didn't see a like well, they didn't promote the Marvels. I didn't even know it's coming out, and I'm not saying they're wrong. I saw a lot of commercials for it. Me too. A whole lot. Yes. But guess what? I actually still have cable. Yeah, we do. I put it on Cartoon yeah. Network. That's one of the heaviest like a superhero that movie shit coming out was everywhere. They we promote watched the NBA. That shit was posted everywhere. Yeah. Like you say, we are, we are the few handful of people that actually do cable. So if you like, do like the YouTube and do like, well, I don't do cable. No, you probably did not see promotion for it. Right. And so I think, um, that's a big, big one for me is just, um, not having that, um, mm-hmm. is, is huge because, the communal experience online is almost impossible to to truly like um how do you even create that as a studio a lot of that's organic word of mouth hype people kind of taking on their own thing um and so that's that's what i think is interesting the other thing is and this has just become a marvel thing people's selective memory they just literally do not count the other films that did not do well at the box office mm-hmm. or did not do as good at the box office for it, Marvel. It they don't count those as flops. Right. Like uh, there's business insider has a list like of the third, all 33 
Marvel Cinematic Universe movies ranked by how much money they made at the global box office. Okay. Obviously, the Marvels being the newest is at the bottom, you know, and, and it had the lowest opening, right? Mm-hmm. Um, after that, 31. So 33 is the Hulk with Edward uh, Norton. Right. After that, 31 is Captain America, the first Avenger. Yes. That, yes. A lot of people underestimated how that movie did not make that much money. That that movie did not make a lot of money at all, and that was like the very very beginning. Right. And a lot of people did not go see that go see that particular one until after the fact. It was very important on the world that they were building, but for a lot of people, they either never watched that one or either um, they didn't go like me and you. Like me and yeah, you. Yeah. Was in the it from the, the, the point isn't what what the point is. The point for me is we don't feel like man that that was that one didn't perform well because it's just been long enough ago and at the time it's like we're counting towards the success we're not counting the 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 ones that didn't work back then we're right. not counting thor which is number 27 on this list um you know uh ant-man is number 25 but no one considered that a failure no like people was like, yeah, good friend, man. Like that that's about what that movie should make. Agreed. Iron Man, the film that started off twenty fourth. You know, like like as much as we that movie stands up with any movie yes, it of does. the superhero uh genre. Um and, and and so it's just interesting, you know, to see this. Thor the Dark World is twenty first on this list. I'm surprised that's not lower. Right. Right. That like by all accounts, many people think that's not even a good movie. Uh, the Winter Soldier is one of my favorite movies of all time. Nineteenth. Okay. What the Winter the Winter Soldier? Oh, I can watch that shit over and over again. Yes. Yep. And the thing that I think is really interesting is if you want to look at it as like a well, it's because you know the current years is when they started to fall off. That's also selective memory. You're not counting the wins, right? Such as the number third three movie. 2021 spider-man no way home that shit made almost two billion dollars no no one's doing the man marvel they had a hit with that we're going yeah but what about the eternals that's how it works now our minds have shifted right but that the marvel phenomenon is incredibly interesting to, to think about from that point of view but once again i'm not trying to do i don't i don't think the box office necessarily makes sense to judge whether the movies are good or bad as y'all can see Movies are all over the place. Some some of them being movies I consider to have been bad at the time in the middle of the pack. Some of the movies I consider to be good near the near the bottom. Correct. And and I really don't think box office is equal to critical acclaim necessarily. No, it's not. It's so. it's it's not and you know, and it's funny when you talk about how they throw these numbers because sometimes some of the not all the time, but sometimes some of the lowest making movies at the box office be winning like all them oscars and all that shit so okay what is so it didn't matter it don't matter because of this but yet so 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 that's why i say it don't make fucking sense yeah so uh people hate age of ultron i don't it's the fifth highest grossing one they've ever done i enjoyed that one i know i know it's really not about that but that's not the the point i'm trying to make is that it doesn't really matter um, to us it doesn't correlate is what i'm saying it doesn't right. correlate with how much people loved it the ratings of the movie and the money that it make isn't necessarily the same but i'll tell you what more of the ones that bombed quote unquote 
are closer to the this time you see what i'm saying so like that's more of a wait a minute the box office was looking bad so your 2023 movie your 2021 movie uh like shang chi's 2021 eternals is 2021 black widow's 2021 all three of those are 28 29 and 30th for the the near the bottom basically right because you're in the middle of fucking pandemic right it's it's just it's it's interesting is what i'm saying and so you know i wanted to do this here because like i said uh even when i'm talking to people that i don't think are trying to like I don't know, like stun on me or something like that. It was just, and, and this, and it wasn't just like chizzy. It was, Mm-mm. it was people on my on Facebook and everything. And I'm not gonna ever insult somebody or like, if I feel like I'm not getting anywhere and I'm not being heard and we're not hearing each other, I I don't want to keep it going because like right. there's never gonna be a point where that person, once people get entrenched, they're never gonna stop and go, oh, you were making a different point. It's just nope. gonna be you know agree to disagree and you just have to walk away like cool no no hard feelings but my point was never uh uh what's making his money back that's ne- that's never my i don't care about that me either. and the, and the articles that report box office in the headline they don't say that that's all i'm saying in the headline they don't say made his money back didn't make his money back bomb flop those weren't the one i didn't share that that it was the same source. I think IGN in both cases. IGN's first one is uh, the Marvel's the lowest grossing, lowest opening weekend, right? Lowest opening weekend, not even grossing, because that takes into account budget. Just lowest opening weekend. Hunger Games conquers the box office. Hunger Games also lowest ever opening weekend <laughs> for a Hunger Games film. It just felt like an interesting shift of tone. And I have a question. Who is number one, number two? Black Panthers and uh, Avengers. Oh, you want so you want to know the rest of the list? Hold I'm, on. I'm sorry, because I was saying we it wasn't the point of what I was doing. But hold on, <laughs> I just want to know who was at the top of the list. I will, it's got to be Endgame or something. Yes. Um, yeah, Endgame is number one with almost three billion dollars in 2019 before the pandemic. Yes. Nothing like this. This is what I'm saying, dog. We're saying Barbie was the shit. Barbie made one point something billion. That's very good. Nothing is hitting the highs that the highs were three years ago. And everyone fucking missed it. Everyone's just piling on like which films they don't like or do like. Like it's a sports game. Like it's the stock market. It's not. I thought we were talking, if we're going to talk about it, let's talk about the thing affecting everybody. Tom Cruise not getting Tom Cruise returns like he used to. Mm-hmm. That's fucking wild. That's yeah, a little bit scary for that industry. Um, and, of course, uh, so I'll keep going. Infinity War was number two. Okay. So Endgame, then Infinity War. Uh, no Way Home is number three. That's a 2021 movie. That made almost $2 billion. The Avengers from 2012 is number four. Uh, Avengers Age of Ultron is number five. Black Panther is number six. Okay. Uh, you want me to keep going? You good? That's good. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, so, yeah. Um, yeah I just want to know who was in the top ones because you had pointed them out. That's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. No problem. Um, and then the other thing I kind of want to talk about, and this is like something we talked about in the car earlier. Mm-hmm. And once again, this is a meandering kind of conversation. If you don't like it, I feel you. But it's Thanksgiving. Be thankful we're here. We showed up. <laughs> 
I'm just gonna let the auto the ads auto fill in. I'm gonna let the AI do the work on uh <laughs> I'm not even playing music. It's just this the conversation y'all got. <laughs> no segments. Um so the other thing I was thinking about, and this is kind of a thing I haven't fully fleshed out in my brain yet, and it's a work in progress if I'll ever get fully to where I wanna go with it. Okay. But I was thinking about how with this movie thing and so many other things people and especially with the the return to work thing and how office space is sitting empty and of course we all have the same idea i i don't think i'm i don't think there's a novel idea i'm pretty sure every single human being that pays rent or mortgage has had the same idea i'm about to say which is why the fuck ain't we turning the office space into just motherfucking like living places for people to live right right um and i'm sure there's reasons why not that i because it's not my job to figure it out but it's such an easy idea there's gotta be some shit to people being like a lot of you know you gotta rezone the fucking residential you got to pass this law you can't get this up the code i don't know the infrastructure money it would take but even the biden administration have slowed this out there so it ain't that uh, like it's palpable it could happen Mm -hmm. because if the federal government is like we'll give you the money to turn the shit into housing that means motherfuckers are thinking about it housing costs too goddamn much right now come on the rent is too high so i was thinking about this and it's micro versus macro and, and once again pandemic sped things up that's all pandemic sped things up i don't think we're getting back here but the return to work thing there is some value to people returning to physical work together. Yes. I don't think we're ever going to get back there. Mm-mm. Um, it's hard to convince Some people, people never could go home. Right. So they had to be there. Agreed. But some of the like economic L's of society are because we ain't going to physical work no more. Mm-hmm. Um, and on a micro level, of course I get it. I don't want to be in an office with people. I'm an introvert for real, for real. Not the like, right. The once I got home from the pandemic, I became it. No, nigga, I never like having to be around people all the time. I'm not antisocial, but it was like, um, if I could do this from home, I'd be just as fine. Right. But, um, I think everyone's refusal and pretty much animosity at the idea of mostly white collar jobs. Let's be frank. Right. Let's be frank. It's a privileged thing. It, it is. is. For the most part. You can't bag groceries from home. Mm-mm. You know, you can't make McDonald's from home. Like, it's a certain type of job that we're privileged to have to be able to do this shit with a computer and some internet and yes, sir. a place to live. Like, it's, it's, it's a thing. And it's not all good, for the record. Many Mm-mm. people are working more now than they were working when they actually drove to work. Yes, they are. People not taking their lunch breaks as much. People nope. ain't leaving the house. Um, people ain't getting as much exercise, obviously. People ain't using as much PTO time. Yeah, and of course you don't have the same, like, community. Uh, uh, you know, you how you gonna have a work husband on Zoom? Like, fuck out of here. <laughs> In teens. Yeah, there's no point to that shit. Like... I mean, maybe some of y'all doing it, but at that point, just cheat. What the fuck? You working too hard. <laughs> so, so I, I think, and I think no one wants to correlate it because it's such a hostile thing for people to hear someone say. Like they associated with like bosses and dickheads. If you're like, 
I don't know. Maybe people should kind of go back to the office sometimes. Some people. It's like, you motherfucker, what you, you, what you a slave driver? I'm like, no, that's, <laughs> it's not about that to me. But I cannot help but connect it to the loneliness epidemic that we are experiencing, yep. which is very fucking real. It is real. They keep coming out with these studies. Scientists have been studying. They've done surveys of thousands of people and they are like hey y'all hey y'all hey y'all loneliness is up suicide rates is up drug use is up a lot of times the drug and alcohol abuse use and shit like this is correlated with people being lonely and wanting to feel that hole people are lonelier than ever yes the who the world health organization so you've had the american surgeon general address it but i know many people don't trust america no more whatever that's fine the, the World Health Organization, y'all fuck with them. They declare loneliness a global issue, and they've initiated an international commission to address the issue. They reportedly launched a commission in social connection to address loneliness as a pressing health threat, promote social connection as a priority, and accelerate the scaling up of solutions in countries of all incomes. Keep in mind, the WHO were the people that were the most, like, Nobody go outside this COVID out there. Even when other governments are like, WHO, we cannot maintain what you want us to do forever. We have to let people do some things. And they were like, I don't think so. <laughs> like, people dying. And now, three years later, WHO is like, if y'all don't get the fuck out the house and touch grass, this, this is an epidemic of all nations. Not America. Not poor nations not rich nation everybody, everybody down bad covid fucked us up yes, we don't did. we don't be in community anymore not like we in that to. way an online community is not the same social is media not. is not the same it's not curing the loneliness you know the people who measure this for a living fuck your anecdotal feelings fuck your like you ain't making me go back to work or whatever it is. Fuck that shit for a second. Let's just talk facts. Right. The people whose job it is to calculate loneliness and epidemics are like, we got one. Uh, U.S. Surgeon General Dr. Vivek Murthy and African Union Youth Envoy Chido Mpepa, I think it's Mpepa, are leading a group of 11 leading policymakers, thought leaders, and advocates to address loneliness globally. Um, and there's just a bunch of quotes about how they're trying to, to work on it. Uh, but the, yeah, you know, of course our surgeon general said this shit is the same as smoking 15 cigarettes every day, um, which surpasses the impact of obesity and neglecting physical health. Like Goddamn. loneliness is literally fucking killing us. And I don't know how you fix that because I agree with people in that you should have the freedom to, to work from home if possible. Mm-hmm. I think people that want to go to the office got a extremely bad rap over on social media. They did. Which was totally uncalled for because those people were basically expressing that, hey, I'm lonely and one of the places I get social interaction is at work and everybody's like, well, good for you. Fuck you then, nigga. I ain't, you ain't gonna make me go to work. I'm not calling to make you go to work. <laughs> I'm expressing that I have my feelings over here. They may not jive with your feelings, but it's okay for me to have my feelings that are different than yours. Agreed. And go on in there. Yeah. And if they want to go to work and get that interaction, they can go get work that get that interaction. Mm-hmm. No one's making you leave the house. But people were acting like those people were insane to want to be around other people. 
And it's like we live in such denial of the things that we need. A thing that was on my mm-hmm. heart today was uh, that apology that you think you don't need, you need it. And that's all right. And that apology that you think you don't got to give, you should give it. Give it a try. Because that's one of those things we be in denial about, but we, but people fucking need that shit. But we, as long as we pretend that we don't, then we, then we, I'm, I'm ice cold. I'm, I'm a different type of human. They never made a human like this Child. that don't need emotional resolution mm-hmm. or nothing. I got it all by myself. Uh, that shit still impacts you. Be the biggest motherfuckers to cry as soon as you be like, you know what? I'm sorry, I hurt your feelings, and it all come flowing out because we a human's just like a machine anyway. You know, it's process in, process out. Nobody's shit is that fucking different from the next person. <laughs> right. Everybody's shit kind of, you, um, whatever the brain and emotional shit is, it mostly need the same shit. You know, if, if everything's in chemical balance and everything, most of us, as cliche as it is, kind of won't need the same shit. It may look a little different for everybody, but, you know, those hierarchy, those, the hierarchy of needs, that, Maslow's. That shit's real. It's all, it's all the same shit. You know, um, and I wonder, so like I said, we're lonelier than ever, right? We have much, we have less community than ever when it comes to physical community. Right. And I think, especially during the pandemic, we became so polarized in the places we find physical community that it, it wasn't like before. So before, if you went to like church for community no matter how much i am not a huge fan of some of the regressive things about church right Mm -hmm. but if you went for community many times that was your social interaction that was your this is where i see my neighbors right this is where i praise and worship and cry and get it all out my system and someone gives me a speech about doing right and it happens in in my face people see me right someone shakes my hand on the way out the door someone hugs me you know usher hands me a tissue like it's a a human interaction that happens in real life right and unfortunately during the pandemic a lot of those spaces became so politicized in a way of like we are here together in our in spite of or to spite the people who would not do this. So right. now it's become a place of anti-vaccine re- re- rhetoric, mm-hmm. anti-government rhetoric, anti-liberal rhetoric. And not that it couldn't have been those things before, but what did I say? The pandemic sped things up. Things that were, that were happening a little slower with churches happened fast. Yeah, it did. You know? And so I think you see stuff like that has a cost on people mm-hmm. because a lot of well-meaning people are like, uh, and I don't blame them. Fuck if I'm going here. I know it's so. Yeah, what do you mean? Like we had a, a a church here during the middle of the pandemic. They were having COVID. People were fucking dying. They hopped on a bus together, no mask, went to some choir fucking went to contest or they some went to, shit. They went to convocation. Convoca- they went to convocation in another state. Mm-hmm. Two or three buses of old people with no fucking mask. Mm-hmm. And despite all ordinances got sick. here and of course people got sick but in their minds they were doing something to like they were like representing some type of space and that has happened to a lot of spaces is what i'm saying like your, your, your gym 
those gyms became active places of like we don't believe in that shit over here it wasn't true community where it's like we're coming together we're protecting everybody we're wearing masks because that's what the fuck you supposed to do Mm -hmm. we did social distance because that's what you're supposed to do it became no we're here to defy that shit we're in a bar now we're not just in a bar to have fun we're in a bar to show motherfuckers the liberal pussies ain't gonna tell us to stay home you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so we lost something and I'm not saying that those things didn't exist. It was just sped up. Fractures became complete like fissures in this last three years to where now there's spaces where I feel like people don't want to go back because it's like you got PTSD almost. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can I can see that. I, I could see that a lot, you know, because before the pandemic, Every Saturday, I would I used to get up early in the morning, and I and I absolutely loved yoga. I would get up and go to the class, about an hour class, and you know I was terrible at it, but I didn't care. I just like to get in there and you speak to everybody. You know, hey, how you doing? I even got fancy. I got my yoga mat, yoga blocks. I got like my own personal stuff that like, oh, this is mine. I got to use y'all shit. This is my shit. You know, type of thing, and. I do agree that that was like a community to me. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, like it was that thing that I can guarantee you a lot of other people, guess what? They got the gym at the house now. You know, they have mm-hmm. all this stuff at the house now, and they're less likely to go out and do and, those things. And also, like, nature abhors a vacuum. <clears throat> so what has replaced that type of community, I think, is a hyper-polarized virtual communities for a lot of people. Right. Social media is... where they're finding their community but social media is run by mark zuckerberg elon musk right whoever's running china running tiktok TikTok. and so i don't think is it i think is exasper is is exasper exacerbating the loneliness people feel i don't think it's quelling it Mm -mm. we haven't found whatever this the correcting if we find it we may never find it but we have not found yet the correcting thing that brings us together for real like not yet and i don't and and this is not some kumbaya shit but there's just a certain level of like you need to see real people who talk about real shit with their real face and real name you we all need that because the what we have replaced it with the anonymous avatar or the person who's it's their real face and real name but it's even their real opinion it's even their real life with the things that are cherry picked for us to see on social media is that even a reflection of like what is happening outside my door or or am i being affected by something that uh, you know when i see a black man and woman arguing on some fucking tiktok and that doesn't reflect anything in my life like that and yet I'm fighting about it. Mm-hmm. What does that really mean? Because what that would have been in the past is I would have had to be at the food court at the mall to see some shit like that. Right. And I probably wouldn't have got all both parts of it and wouldn't have mm-hmm. perfect camera angles and blocking and started and ended at the right time. <laughs> you know, they wouldn't be like, take, take two. What's my line? Like it's so it's like everything had to be organic. Cause you were out there like that. And especially for younger generations that grew up with social media and the internet the whole time, their connection to people, I think is it can be more flimsy than, than, than ever. 
because I didn't grow up where I could block my, even the people I didn't like in my neighborhood. I couldn't block my bully. Nope, you had to be around people. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was not an option. Like the Good, harassment, bad, or indifferent. The harassment wasn't just DMs or whatever. It right. was like I may have to fight this dude. Um, and if me and my friend didn't like something, we couldn't ghost each other because you can't ghost me at the bus stop. <laughs> right, y'all got y'all rode the same bus. So like, but I think for other people that did grow up with these connections. You know, I've talked about in the past, social media operates on some of the same ways. If you look up, look it up for yourself. The same ways that narcissists operate are the same tools we have for social media. That's why a lot of them are outstanding in it. Yeah, it's the same tools. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I wonder how much of that's affecting each of us. And so when I hear like the the anger towards the idea of like returning to communal spaces, I wonder how much of that is PTSD how much of that is, you know, our own paranoia, how much of that is extremely justified. You know, it's America. You can get yeah. shot in these places. Some motherfuckers out here just, you know, uh, coughing all over the place. Like, I, I, I get it. This is not a y'all better get out there. <clears throat> it's just I'm recognizing how much things have changed. The theater being the movie theater just only being one of these communal places that we no longer commune as hard as we used to. But I feel like it's got to be that way with everything, work, church, uh, you know, whatever you, spaces you were doing, the gym, whatever. It ain't like it was even three, four years ago. Yeah. And something when me and Roger talking to car, something that we talked about uh, with, uh, you know, job changes and things like that. Me and Roger used to uh, break for lunch and we had like a list of like maybe five to maybe seven restaurants that we rotate around that we would consistently go to, you know, we would even, um, cause I'm, I'm a talkative, I'm, you know, I'm, y'all know me, I'm the, I'm a talkative ass bitch. So everybody talked to me and shit like this. So they would, you know, normally, you know, they know your orders, you know, they get, you see your faces, you know, it would be, it's one place we went to, uh, so often and we would normally go in, they would normally have a special, but even if I came in like right after the special, I've come in so frequently, they would let me do the special. And I we would, don't, you work from home, you, so many times you don't even take a lunch true you know like like even if i wanted to go out and go somewhere you'd be like nah i'm just gonna work through my lunch or stay in the house and no one made you do that Mm-mm. you did that to yourself and i wonder how many other people are just like that a lot and so we look at the economy wonder why restaurant prices went up because it's either the restaurant price got to go up or they got to go out of business and every day I get an e- a email from my local news that tells me some some beloved restaurant is out of business because I don't think as much as and like once once again it just sped things up. This was probably always going to happen, but the things that were communal spaces are dying off. Yeah, they're struggling now. Some of them are trying to come back, you know. And I think for very special events, you can get it. And what it what it made me think about was how. Everyone that listened to the sound of my voice, everyone in the chat room that experienced this, how much did you enjoy Renaissance? A lot. How much are people enjoying uh, Taylor Swift? I know y'all ain't because y'all too too black and stuff. But but, but in general, life yes, people will leave the house for a communal experience, yeah, and it's it, 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 it's orgasmic to people at this point. But we used to have that. A, a lot more often in a lot smaller spaces with each other and i just think 
it is lost. I don't think it's coming back. And I don't think the internet has replaced it. I don't find us finding community in other places. And what I'll point out is if loneliness is an epidemic, sadness is an epidemic. Yes. And if sadness is an epidemic, anger is an epidemic. Yes, it is. Because sadness turns to anger. When sadness has nowhere to go, it turns to anger. And that is what I feel is the general tenor of what we are living in right now. Mm-hmm. Is That's just, why people are so mad. I don't, like, I'm sure, I'm not old enough to have experienced a civil war, so forgive me. But at least in my lifetime, I ain't never seen people this mad all the time over everything. It, it, it people has been as, something else. I feel like people are as mad at Matt Rife as they are at Israel, as they are at Joe Biden, as they are at Puff Daddy. You see what I'm saying? Like yes. every level of anger is 10. There's no, there's no miffed anymore. There's everything is rage. There's no, I don't, there's no like annoyed. It's, you know, it's, it's the thing I often push back from because I need to experience for myself, my own reality. I need to feel less, like I'm being pushed to 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 like to group up and pile on people. So I, I I know I sound like a contrarian to people, but I swear to God I'm not. I just want to be me, and I know me is not rageful all the time. And I'm willing to bet it's not you either. Agre- uh, uh, agreed. And I think as somebody who grew up with not the proper tools on how to control their emotions and my highs was high and my lows was lows and I didn't have that middle ground and the older I got the more and more I worked really really diligent and really hard to balance that out and because I went through that process a lot of the things online, I'm like, oh, okay. I, it's like I I see it for what it is sometimes more than people that are in. And I go, oh, you don't, you, there's not a balancing of emotions here. Because like you say, all these things that happen can't have the same infraction. And everything that happens in the world cannot demand your undivided attention. It just can't. We're not made like that and or nor are we designed like that. Yeah, but I think when you're lonely... You, you latch on the community and anger is a community. There's a community yes, in anger is. now. A community in sadness, There's a community yes. in commiseration, you mm-hmm. know, and if you can do that online, you can do that online because what I don't see people really talking about is themselves. Agreed. No one's talking about what they're not happy with really in their life like that mm-hmm. for yep. the most part, that especially work. not in a way that will allow people to try to solve it. Shit, I've seen so I'll lose count of all the people I know who share something sad and then got angry at people in any level of reply other than I'm sorry that happened to you. Right. You know, I, I've seen so many versions of like, don't you hate when you talk to somebody about a problem and then they start telling you about a problem they had? And I'm like, you mean uh, one of the tenets of conversation, conversation. Uh, relating to someone? Now, I understand that can be used in a fucked up way, but just yes. hear me out. That in itself, you have not pointed out a problem. People, that's a thing that go back to the fucking caveman days. If you say, hey, I burned myself on that fire over there. 
the fucking the other caveman's gonna unkabunga his ass like oh yeah i fucking burn myself on that fire it's crazy right and that but the idea of whatever is whether it's narcissism whether it's anger lonely but the idea of lashing out at that person like what the fuck that's where we're at right now it feels and um I don't know, man. It just these are the things that were on my mind. I, I was I told y'all it was gonna be a weird conversation that didn't really lead anywhere. I'm not I haven't solved any of this, mm-hmm. but I guess this is why I feel so strident in trying to make sure I maintain like my personal uh my personal like point of view. Cause I feel like we're constantly being bombarded by what is essentially propaganda at this point. Um and unregulated in quotes unregulated places like your twitters and your facebook facebook just got caught again uh taking with ads that were saying that the election was stolen oh <gasps> it's 2024 elections guaranteed it's 2024 is right around the corner that's election season mark zuckerberg and them on that platform they don't give fuck. again Mm-hmm. Twitter, Elon Musk was 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 agreeing with some anti-Semitic thing, apparently. You know, like uh I, I can't even start on just like the amount of misinformation that's going back and forth about Israel and Palestine. As if the regular just confirmed information is not damning enough. Right. There's it's also people enough. There's also people sharing misinformation. I was listening to On the Media and they had a segment that was about TikTok. And once again, this isn't telling you what side to be on necessarily, but I thought it was interesting that you could hear people on TikTok sharing stuff like Osama bin Laden's letter after attacking uh, America in the Twin Towers and 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 like sharing it earnestly like, yeah, this guy's a good this is a good source of information to start this discussion off of. And that can only really happen in a place like the internet correct you know what i mean and i like i said i'm not even knocking this is not about what side you're on i really think it shouldn't really be a side to like with as much death has been happening it doesn't seem it doesn't feel like it should be controversial to want all this death to stop but apparently it is i'm watching right celebrities lose their fucking job for saying stuff that i did not think was anti-semitic but maybe i just don't know what anti-semitism is anymore because the, the, at least the quotes I read, I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah, that you don't want those people to be killed. We think those thousands of people, the ones that didn't have shit to do with it, Shouldn't seem like, dying. is this even really, what is this changing? What What is the goal? Is it just to kill all the people that are like the, in this area of this descent? Is that the goal? And that's a valid question to ask, and I'm seeing people basically be fucking cast out of hollywood for that shit so it's scary as fuck yep that's why people are like fuck it don't ask me about it i'm not speaking about it. i'm not talking about it nope don't got no comments it's scary as fuck man but like if you see anything you think is questionable or misinformation on any side of that discussion online you're enemy number one right if you say like hey wait is that and you'll see, like, sometimes it'll come out and it'll be like, yeah, that didn't actually happen. This is a video from this year in this place. And that, and people are like, yeah, I don't care. That's the, I, I choose to believe what the fuck I saw. Um, and I feel like you know why that happens is anger. Yes. Because anger don't give a fuck. 
Nope. Anger don't necessarily need facts. No, anger. Feelings, big feelings don't really need logic to them, you know? Mm -hmm. Anger, I will keep continue to say this. Anger is an illusion of control. If and and the thing is, it's okay to feel anger, but when you let anger direct your path, anger will lead you down some roads and, and some consequences that you will never recover from. I don't know what the course correction will be if there will ever be one, but I don't I mean, I don't know. I was just it just <clears throat> it felt like something I wanted to say on here because it's just like I can say stuff here that I don't have to fight people online about because oh, I don't right. think the things I'm saying are necessarily things we should fight about. Mm -mm. And, you know, I, I and I'm I'm just watching people much like the box office discussion. I'm watching people move from argument to argument with no consideration of the much bigger picture of the last say 12 years but definitely the last three or four right of of the cycle of disconnection from community online because everyone thinks it's maga everyone thinks it's QAnon, but the online tools are the same no matter what your cause is right Liberal shit can be just as much of a get down, lay down religion yes, it can. As, 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 this, as this other right wing shit. It can be. Yes. I've seen it happen to people. Yes, I have. And I've seen the consequences <clears throat> and the fallout from it, too. Yeah. When you're surrounded <clears throat> by that same environment with everybody and the tools are those of, you know, like narcissists and flying monkeys, man, like it's it, no one's stronger than that. Mm -mm. <laughs> you know what i mean like we you know we all can be susceptible to that i've had moments in my life where i look back and go what the fuck i was deep in there you know mm -hmm. um and nobody is above it that's, that's, that's what i that, said yeah yeah and, and that's the thing everybody thinks but everyone they, thinks they're above that's it. that's what i'm saying everybody yeah. thinks that they're exception to the rule you are not above it you're not getting tricked you're not you're not above being pulled into the matrix. You are not. Like I said, social media, unless you don't have a social media account at all, you either doing a whole lot of the drugs, a little bit of the drugs, or a teeny like bit a, of the drugs. Like a big one for me that's very telling is that's happening right now is a lot of the, and this we saw this every, every presidential election cycle, this happens because it's an attention economy and people want attention. But the people who are like, I'm not voting. Uh, a year out from the from the election, I'm not voting. I don't give a fuck. Uh, this ain't this ain't got nothing to do with me, right? Think about this for a second. Let's say you're not voting. You're listening to the sound of my voice. You're not voting. You know what you can do? Not talk about it, right? But the fact that you talked about it is more than you're not voting. You want to either fight about it or commiserate about you it. You want engagement. You want engagement. You don't want to just not vote. Not voting is a passive thing, meaning you not vote by not voting. Right. By staying home, by not saying shit. Yeah, a lot of people ain't, ain't voted for years. You wouldn't know because they don't tell you. But Like, let me tell y'all something. I've never voted Republican, right? I've never voted Republican. But I don't tweet I don't give a fuck who wins. I'm not voting for Tim Scott. You know why? Because who gives a fuck? I'm not. I know that. I don't need you to know that. I don't give a fuck if you know that or not. 
I made up my mind. I'm going to do what the fuck I'm going to do and I'm not going to do what I'm not going to do. It's really not a discussion to be had. The only reason I would ever say that out loud to someone is if I want to fight about not voting for Tim Scott. And guess what? I don't find any of these motherfuckers worth fighting about. Mm -mm. It's really not worth it to me to fight with this nigga about voting for Tim. So I'm actually signaling somebody when I bring that up. Of course. I would be signaling somebody. Now it's easy to say that about tim scott because we all agree none of us should vote for tim scott but if i said that about joe biden and people don't agree now we're fighting and the fight is what the people want they don't give a fuck about the vote or not vote if they're staying home they can just stay home nobody would ever know nope no one knows which way you vote unless you tell them so what do you really want that's a personal thing that happens when you get in a booth but you're telling me on social media for what purpose because you're lonely and you're angry Mm -hmm. and you're sad right so that's what i was thinking about all right y'all i gotta get out of here i got something to do later on thanks for listening everybody uh i know this is a weird meandering conversation but this is the the one that i felt like giving y'all today i didn't I could have hit y'all with some of this banter and some jokes and shit, but <laughs> fuck it, you know. We showed up. We here. Black Friday sale still happening. It is. Um, holiday car still happening. Yes. Um, and uh, they're already on the way. I saw the it's getting mailed to me, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, and may or may not do shows for the rest of the week. I'm guessing definitely not Thursday mm-hmm. uh, for sure. Um and yeah so we'll see i do have some guest appearances coming out for our nerds um i'll be doing a all-star uh podcast with them um locked on hornets gonna be uh gonna be on there tomorrow morning talk about the charlotte hornets um and uh karen and i were on back look cinema podcast yes that'll be out soon we talked alien resurrections if mm-hmm. you like that so check that out uh, and I always, you know, on the Karen Hunter show and stuff like that. So we're always out here doing stuff, uh, grinding. But uh, yeah, uh, if we don't talk to you between this uh, this uh, late next holiday or whatever, you know, happy uh, seeing your family, gobble, gobble, whatever mm-hmm. y'all get into. Whatever you want to celebrate. Um, happy, happy to be off work, shit. whatever it is. Yeah. You know, I was talking to my mom today because she said we don't need to bring anything for Thanksgiving. Just show up. And I said, you know, I like chaos, so I'm bringing something. I I, I cook too much to not bring anything. And so <laughs> I, I was went, like, nothing, absolutely positively nothing. Are you sure? Last year, I think I roasted some potatoes in the air fryer, and they were they were straight, but they weren't like memorable. Like people won't remember those potatoes. But uh, I was like, I got some more potatoes and I got some ribs, and I said, which one you want me to make, the potatoes or the ribs? And she was like, now you know you're talking to a black person. I say ribs it is. (laughs) All right, y'all. Till next time. I love you. I love you too. Mwah. Mwah.